In today's episode, I spend just a few more minutes with the idea of family. In our churches, we love to use big words. We obfuscate our pedagogy through superfluous grandiloquence, manifesting hubris instead of demureness. See what I mean? Inconceivable. While I might have a speech impediment, I certainly do not want to have a preach impediment. These get in the way of God's message reaching our hearts and minds. Let's dig through those big words and learn something incredible. Thank you for joining us again on Preach Impediments. This podcast is made possible by EdenHollow.com. And of course, we would love for you to go over there and check out the things happening with Eden Hollow. Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening to you, uh, depending on where you are and when you're listening. Thank you for tuning in to Preach Impediments. And we're going to spend just a few more minutes on the idea of family today. Ryan did a great job of talking about the importance of viewing our church, our local congregation, as a family. What are the benefits of doing that and just the the biblical precedence of doing that? And I tell you, ever since then, I've been thinking about that idea and just praising God for how lucky I've been as a preacher. You know, I've had a lot of different church families over the years. I was thinking back and counting up with my dad being a preacher himself. Before I was married, I think I was a part of 10 different congregations, 10 different congregations, and that spans over several different states. And, and I remember, uh, by the time I was old enough to remember, different people in each one of those congregations. Since I've been married, my wife and I have been a part of six different congregations. Each church, especially since I've been married and really been involved with the churches that we've been a part of, they felt like family. And, and I still talk to many of the people that I've worshipped with over the years, even though, you know, for instance, the first congregation that I worked for, we left 14 years ago. But I still talk to people from that congregation. Uh, that congregation had a lot of my wife's family as a part of it. So obviously we still talk to them. But even other members of that congregation, uh, I've talked to them on and off over the last 14 years when we've been apart from each other. And just recently, one of them called me up and we had a nice long Bible discussion about a question that he had. And we called up and talked about how our families are doing and talked about some memories of the of the congregation that we were both a part of. And it it really is such a wonderful thing to have that connection. And at each of the congregations I've been at over the, the past 20, almost 22 years that I've been married, it, they've been family. I, I've been accepted as a part of them. I feel like I've been loved as a part of those congregations. And that doesn't mean that those congregations haven't had problems. All families do. You get people involved and there's going to be problems. But each church was family. And I go back and think about the things that Ryan talked about the other day. And, and it is amazing to think about all of the great relationships that I've been gifted by God by being a part of his church. And I tell you, every time we've left a group for one reason or another, it's hurt. And every time we've joined a group, 
it's been healing because that's how family works. God's church and the way God designed his church to function is truly amazing. And it, it essentially, especially in our modern day world where communication is so easy and transportation is just readily available, having people in different places all over the world has just been amazing. And even though I've only been a part of congregations in a, a select number of states, I know that I can go places and places I've never been before. And I can find God's people and automatically I become family with those people. Uh, just a couple of years ago, my family and I went out to the Grand Canyon and out into Arizona and Utah and, and Colorado. And we met with different churches out there. And it was just, it was great to be able to go into those places and talk to Christians and figure out connections that we have with different people in different places. And, and it just feels like family. You could sit down at a table with them and feel completely at home. And I think that's what we're being taught and being gifted with when we become part of God's family. Matthew chapter 12, 46 through 50 says, While he was still speaking with the crowds, talking about Jesus, his mother and brothers were standing outside wanting to speak to him. Someone told him, look, your mother and your brothers are standing outside wanting to speak to you. He replied to the one who spoke to him, who is my mother and who are my brothers? Stretching out his hand toward his disciples, he said, here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. Here Jesus lays out for us, even while he was still on this earth that belonging to him and doing the will of God connects us in a way, in an intimate and personal way. It allows us to draw together and be one people, to be one family. And I had not noticed this until Ryan pointed this out to me in our interview the other day. And I think I had to take it out of the interview. I can't remember at this point, but uh, Mark chapter 10, verse 28 through 31 it says, Peter began to tell Jesus, look, we have left everything and followed you. Truly, I say to you, Jesus said, there is no one who has left house or brother or sisters or mother or father or children or fields for my sake and for the sake of the gospel, who will not receive a hundred times more. Now, let me stop there and say we normally interpret this passage to be we're speaking of the, the future, the time to come. Uh, speaking of heaven, that the benefit of belonging to God is that we gain heaven. But notice the next few words there. He says, no one has left all these things who will not receive a hundred times more now at this time, houses, brothers and sisters, mothers and children, and fields with persecution and eternal life in the age to come. But many who are first will be last and the last first. Now notice that phrase, now at this time, he's saying we gain those benefits of extra relationships now. And if this only applies to heaven, then he wouldn't include the idea of persecution, because I don't think any of us expect to experience persecution in the life that's to come. 
But he's saying we gain all of these relationships and benefits to enjoy not only in the eternal life in the age to come, but we gain these relationships now. These relationships we get to share among the family of God, that is a relationship that is eternal, that begins as soon as you become part of the family of God. What an incredible benefit that is. What a great opportunity it is to to be able to grow relationships that are eternal in nature. And that's what I've been able to experience over the years as a preacher. But I think probably even if I weren't a preacher, if I had just moved for a secular job from one place to another, while I will be leaving some relationships physically, I will be gaining so many more by being a part of a new group. And that is such a blessing to be able to have that, to be able to experience having those friendships, those family members, anywhere I go. And, and I just love that God created that for us. It is such a, a comforting blessing to know that no matter where I go, I've got family. I remember as a kid, with my dad being a minister, which I mentioned already, that we would often go and stay with strangers, we would go to a, a new place, a new town. Maybe my dad was preaching a meeting. Maybe we were on vacation. But we would go to a new place and we would we would have people that we might not know yet, but that we knew we had enough in common with that we would stay at their house comfortably and we would be welcomed into their house and we would be invited to spend several days with them. That sense of hospitality is just uh, it, it, you can't experience in any other way like you can in God's family. Uh, I remember the year that I got baptized. I got baptized at a camp when I was 13 years old. We lived in Maryland at the time, but we went to camp down in Alabama. And on our way home from that camp, we were uh, our, our car broke down. I believe it was in Richmond, Virginia. Our car broke down. And it was really late at night. We had driven all the way from Alabama toward uh, our home in Maryland, which was a long drive. And it was very late. And our, we were stuck in a parking lot, I think, of a, of a Walmart. Maybe it was across the street from a Walmart. Well, my dad made a few phone calls. And within probably less than an hour, we had Christians from Richmond, Virginia that came and rescued us. They invited us home. And I can't remember all the details of how it worked out. I do know that through their help, we were able to get home and then we were able to get our car home. And it was just such a blessing to be able to be cared for and even rescued by family because we had family no matter where we went. That's what it means to be part of the family of God. So when you have Jesus make statements like John 13, 35, where he says, by this, everyone will know that you're my disciples if you love one another. Or later on in John 17, I pray not only for these, but also for those who believe in me through their word, that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe you sent me. That's verse 20 and 21 of John 17. Here you've got these statements made that the world will be able to identify God's people 
by the relationships that God's people share. I think sometimes we don't really let that shine enough. We don't really brag about our church families enough. We don't grow the intimate and personal relationships that God has made available to us enough because we're so focused on self or we're so focused on jobs and careers or we're so focused on raising our children and and all of their activities and their academics that we don't truly dig into the great blessing that we have through God's people. We are family. And we need to start acting like family. And if we will start acting like family, the world will stand up and take notice of that. And they will not only be able to identify us as God's people, but they will be able to identify Jesus as our Savior because of the relationships that we share, because of the family-like nature of our community. We need to dig into that and truly take advantage of that. So I ask you to do a little bit of thinking. How much advantage do you take of the people that you meet with every Sunday and Wednesday? How close are you growing in those relationships? Are you growing close just to the few that you you know you already like? Or are you truly growing close to maybe some new people you don't know very well? Are you taking advantage of being in one another's homes? Are you inviting them into your home? Are you, as fellowship really means, sharing your life together? Because that's what it means to be family. I share my life with my children. I share my life with my wife. I also have the opportunity to share my life with my brothers and sisters because that's the blessing God has given me by allowing me to be one of his children and to be brothers and sisters with all of those great Christians all over this world. Let us stop judging one another and condemning one another and finding fault with one another and finding things we don't like. And let us start valuing the gift that God has given us by making us family. I hope this episode has been helpful to you and has allowed you to do a little bit of thinking about the relationships you have grown with God's people. Are they truly family? If they're not, that's not because of God's design. It might be because you haven't taken full advantage of it yet. And let us do our best to do that. It is a true gift that God has given us to grow eternal relationships with men and women across this world relationship we can enjoy all the way through the eternity of heaven. If you've enjoyed this episode, please let us know about it. Shoot us an email. Find us at preachimpediments.com or on Facebook. Just look up Preach Impediments and talk with us there. If we can talk about a subject that's near and dear to you, please let us know what it is and we'll do our best to plan an episode in the future about it. And uh, do your best to interact with us. We want to do everything we can to help you grow as a Christian. Until next time.